Thanks and welcome everybody to Drew vs. the World, another um, episode about life, love, and laughter. Today we have a special guest in the, um, in the seat with me again, um, another Smithite um, and a wonderful poet in her own right and also just a wonderful um, black queen <laughs> that we're um, touching upon a lot of different things and a lot of different topics um, that I had the enjoyment of. Um, experiencing your energy throughout college, and I wanted to bring you in to get a little bit more. So give me a little introduction about yourself. Tell everybody who you are and what you're up to. Yes. Well, hello. My name is Alexenia Davis. I am from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn! Yes, yes. I came down for college, obviously, the Johnson C. Smith University. You know Um, what it is. Yep. Studied communication arts with concentration in journalism. Mm -hmm. I'm a writer who also... Very much loves music. There we go. So I interned in music the whole time. And yeah, I have a really extensive background. But yes, ultimately, I am a poet and I run a brand called The Poets List. And yeah, excited. Awesome. So first of all, Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. What part of Brooklyn come from? Flatbush. Flatbush. Originally the junction. There we go. You already know. Yeah. And then over by Cortelyu. So Flatbush my whole life, basically. So, so what it, like living in Brooklyn there's always like living in New York in general there's always like a dichotomy of different like sections of like you know you got the Caribbean which is probably where you were mostly black mm-hmm. um, and then you got you know the Germans and the Russians and everything like that yeah. what was one of the um, I guess the nationalities that you were more like um, like oh wow I didn't know I kind of was a part of that group so well one thing is interesting so yes in Flatbush there are a ton of west indians yes and a bunch of gold gold crust <laughs> yes which was amazing by the way <laughs> i kind of missed that but you know as i got older my mom would say certain things like oh well you know like when i grew up i grew up like in a black neighborhood and mm-hmm. i was like i grew up in a black neighborhood too and she was like well it's kind of different when it's just like just us african-americans versus like you know kind of mixed in with west indians so mm-hmm. there is you know, that separation of culture mm-hmm. and both are amazing, but I didn't realize it until I got older and like moved out of New York that, wow, the West Indian culture is is, is different. And then our culture just as African-Americans is one thing as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it and it is a blessing to have grown up in New York and to have seen so many other cultures, like even, you know, you could walk in a certain area and it's all Jewish. Yep. All Russian, like Hasidic you said. Jews. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Italians mm-hmm. and you know, it's funny when you go to another area of the States and they're like, oh, I've never seen a Spanish person. You're like, what are you talking about? Like that was so far (laughs) from my experience. So I'm grateful to have grown up in Brooklyn and to have experienced New York as a whole. Another thing, um, this is just catch up for me and you. Just like the Jets. (laughs) What's up? What's happening? Okay. How's the season looking this year? Every year, I'll be like, every year I have some optimism. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. I mean, they're looking good. They I nice, feel like it could be good. I mean, nice you know, there's a lot of changes. New coach. We're just going to see what happens. I can't. I'm not going to sit here and make a prediction. It looks stupid. <laughs> I was. So I go to a Jets bar here in Charlotte. Okay, where at? It's, um, whew, I mean, not mess up this name. It's off of Moorhead. Moorhead Tavern? No. Okay. Dilworth? Duckworths. Duckworths. Okay. okay. Duckworths. Don't even know where to go. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a ton of Jets fans. And for that first game last year against the Lions, mm. I mean, I was crying. I was <laughs> jumping up and down. I was all over the bar. 
And then someone wrote, someone from Smith wrote on my Facebook page and, <laughs> and was like, yeah, enjoy it because that's y'all Super Bowl. And I was like, what you talking about? This season about to be banging. And yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. So not. I don't make predictions okay. and we'll see what happens. But I'm a diehard Jets fan ever since Pennington was injured and we had Brooks Bollinger okay. and had to sit through that fine season and mm-hmm. I've stuck with it ever since. So... How about the Sanchez years? How do you feel about that? I mean, see, this is my thing. The first two years, we went to the playoffs. Yeah. Right? We we did really well. I and really I feel good like. For y'all. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, what we had, Mangini, that, those, his first yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And then I felt like, you know, he needed some extra protection, yep. I felt like. And then I felt like as soon as he was about to get it, they throw him in in preseason, he gets injured. Yep. And I felt like that was going to be a good year from for him, but you know, whatever. Just, I think I the can't one thing, the one thing about Jets football that I enjoy is the Italian culture that follows it. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. I don't know if you've ever been to a Jets tailgate. Mm-hmm. Best food, Jets and Giants tailgates. Best food. The Italian culture is they make the best like chicken. It'd be like the whole 17 grandmas come and they're cooking. It's just, it's an amazing time. I've never been to a tailgate, but I went to MetLife. And when we were on the shuttle, because you know, you have to get shuttled and it's that massive. Mm -hmm. It was like all Italian. Like Italian and then like a couple of black people in the bus. And then when you got there, it was like everyone mixed in. But I was like, well, it's mad Italian. What's the matter with you? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's that's another thing I I enjoy about like just the, like the surrounding area about new york city in general is like it's just like sports brings everybody together Mm -hmm. i don't care if you hate each other but if you like the same team you're like hey come on let's get a shot yeah have a good time it's a beautiful thing when's the last time you've been up there to new york yeah um so we actually went to surprise my mom for mother's day okay we showed up at the door and it was the whole plan. It's actually still on my Instagram stories because it was a proud moment. <laughs> and she was so happy. So that was my last trip to New York. Um, I need to go more frequently. Mm-hmm. You know, typically it's like for Christmas and maybe one other time mm-hmm. in the year. And like, I don't like that. I I need to get up there more, feel that energy. Yep. Uh, a lot of my friends and family are still there. So, yep. so you are very prominent on Instagram. I try. Um, what is the keys to your success? What's some tips you can give some people about being uh, an Instagram kind of hopeful? Like, for instance, my, my previous guest just now, she has no idea what Instagram is. Yeah. So, well, two things. So I do have a separate account for my brand. Mm-hmm. My account, so because I ran my brand anonymously for so long, yep. I never really converted my <clears throat> personal account to be super professional. Gotcha. So it pretty much is just whatever I want to post. Yep. It's super authentic to me. I I am a writer, so I do have the long captions from mm-hmm. time to time with like <laughs> insights or like in-depth thoughts. Um, I am a little salty. I'm not even gonna lie. No, <laughs> no, no, because Instagram changes algorithm. Yes, it and does. I used to have I coined it LPP likes per picture, and they went down. And I feel some type of way because I feel like I give quality content, and it's a problem for me. But whatever, okay. we will grow. But I do feel like. The people who I like to follow, whether they're celebrities or whether they're just my friends, mm-hmm. are people who are authentic. Like, they're not fake deep. Yeah. They're, you know, truly deep, truly insightful. Or if they're more comedic, then yep. they let their comedy shine through. You know, if they just 
if they're venters and mm-hmm. that's their personality and they they vent but it's kind of engaging mm-hmm. i just like when people are authentic no matter how that comes off whether i agree with you or not authenticity always wins for me so gotcha. how do you deal with somebody sliding dms um a lot of times i don't respond okay if i do respond um I'm just true to wherever I'm at at that time. Gotcha. You know, like, so now I'm in a relationship, but mm-hmm. so like, I'll just say that when I wasn't, but was kind of just like keeping myself kind of covered and not really wanting to be out there. Mm-hmm. I would say like, Oh, I'm praying over something or, Oh, I'm not dating right now. Okay. When I was interested in dating, I might entertain it, but it depends on how you come off. Okay. Like if you coming off, like you only want one thing. It's not going to happen with me. So what was the craziest one you got? Like, other than probably just dick pics, just. I actually haven't. Well, Snapchat I used to. <laughs> oh. It's like, what is a Snapchat? Look at disgust on your face. Instagram, <laughs> okay. not really. And okay. I don't know. Hopefully that's because I have the Romans 827 tag on my ah, bio. Maybe gotcha. that's what yeah, keeps yeah, yeah. that away. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, continue. Snapchat was where it's at. Yeah, for a little bit. Snapchat was a little wild. Um, <laughs> Gosh, I know there was something funny, okay. but I can't remember what it was. But all I do know is the thing that really made, used to make me mad. It says Alexenia. Like my, my Instagram name is just Lexi. That's L-E-X-Z-I-E. <laughs> okay. Say it again one more time. Just Lexi. Um, but my full name is Alexenia. Yep. It's on my page. You trying to holler, but you're like, hey, Alexandrina. Hey, Allison. I'm sorry. Where is that going to get you? <laughs> that used to annoy me. But other than that, most people, I don't know. I feel like most people are very respectful of me. And I'm very grateful for that. That's awesome. I don't have time. <laughs> so being from, uh, being from Brooklyn, like what brought you to Smith? What brought you to like this college? Um, you could have been in SUNY, you could have been in CUNY. What kind of mm-hmm. brought you here? So I went on a black college tour with okay. my church from back home. Nice. Um, what church? Shout them out. Emmanuel Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If I have forgotten that, that was not so sad. <laughs> Emmanuel Baptist Church. Okay. Pastor Trufant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they had a black college tour every year, I believe. And it was really cool. It was maybe 15 of us and like five counselors. And we went all down the East Coast to mm-hmm. just HBCUs. And when we got to Johnson C. Smith, I don't know what it was because, you know, JCSU, it didn't have all the bells and whistles and Charlotte wasn't what it is now because this was back. I started college in 2006, Mm -hmm. but for some reason I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like this feels like home. This is where I'm supposed to be. I loved, you know, the tour guides. I loved the people who we were able to speak with, the admissions counselor at the time, whoever that was. And I don't know. I just fell in love with it, and I knew. I didn't need to see anything else. And mm-hmm. we went to Howard. We went to Hampton, Spelman, mm-hmm. and I loved them as well. And I think I, I applied to some. But I was like, if I get into JCSU, I'm going. And, yeah, I do not regret it at all. What's kind of like, what's a moment there that you can say that really kind of formed you and shaped you into the person you are now? I would say, I mean, I'm sure it's a culmination of, Many things. Quite a mm-hmm. bit. I really, so, you know, when we started, it's not like this anymore, but we have blocks. Yeah. <laughs> and so for anyone who doesn't know, that's like when you're in freshman year, you're grouped with maybe about 15, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
people in your class and you had, you know, one professor who just manned your class. And so ours was really cool. He used to do debates. We used to have like reading that we had to do mm -hmm. and then we like black history reading. Yeah. And then we would come in, have like vivid, like wild discussions about it. And it was just such a great introduction into the black college experience. Yes. And that professor was actually white. But to see how, yeah, um, Turner. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. I know but Turner. to see how he valued our culture mm -hmm. not being black, I appreciated that. That's powerful. Yeah. And, um, oh my gosh, I mean, um, it was so much. I don't know if there was any one moment that just, that defines everything. Mm -hmm. But I think everything about my experience from top to bottom, I, I was editor of the newspaper, so I got to have a lot of conversations with staff, with when we had our new president, Dr. Carter, I got mm -hmm. to talk to him. So, you know, I didn't always agree with everything that he did, but I did feel like I had that one-on-one -on -one time with him yep. to get to know at a deeper level what his some of his intentions were. So, like I said, didn't agree with everything, but absolutely didn't dislike him. Like, yes. I, I know a lot of, there's been a lot of different opinions. So... I appreciate my experience. I think I got to learn a lot on a deeper level. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have one. <laughs> I remember having to write an article. I don't remember what the article was about. <clears throat> and it was very early in my newspaper career. Mm -hmm. And I was walking along the campus and I had to find people to interview. And, you know, like you don't want to be judgmental, but something in the back of your head sometimes is like, this might not be the deepest interview. That might not. Maybe just talk to this person. Yep. And I was like, no, I'm just going to talk to whoever I see, you know? And... Some people who I may not have initially thought to engage with mm -hmm. gave me some of the deepest responses. And it taught me like everybody, you have to value, you have to value different perspectives. 100%. Even if you don't agree, you have to know that everyone has depth, everyone has layers. And yeah, it's just stuff, random stuff that I value about that experience. Yeah, that's a... Uh that's kind of the most important part of the thing. Even when my experience of being, you know, just being out and around, just kind of talking to different people, even from the person that you would even talk to, uh, the last person, even the janitor, you know, talk to the janitor. The janitor has yeah. layers. Everybody has like this. That's kind of right, the reason why I kind of formulate this podcast is because my main thing is to get a bunch of people's ideas and a bunch of people's um, place where they're at in life and kind of bring them together because everybody can take little beasts, like for instance, the yoga instructor that I just had on, shout out to Megan. Um, <laughs> she had, you know, a part of me that I just kind of started learning, right? So I hope that people can take away from that interview exactly what I, what I took away from understanding yoga is that kind of you need to be ha bring this kind of practice into your life as just being peaceful and mindful about certain things. So I hope like, absolutely. Yeah. I hope like every, that's why I kind of like, I understand exactly what you're saying is like taking all those bits and pieces and creating that bubble for yourself. Yeah. Um, so here in Drew versus world, of course is life, love and laughter. So question of the, the day is about life, right? It's about love. Sorry. <laughs> and the question is who do you love more, your mom or your dad? Ooh, there's not a good answer for that. There is an answer, not. though. No. <laughs> so, okay. I, as, I, as I told the other mm. guests, it's like, okay, if you don't want to be, like, put, put on the spot and just, like, be like, Dad, that's it. Peace <laughs> out. Uh, you, can, you can say, okay, I, because I understand that people love 
each parent differently. Yeah. And also there are different connections you have with each parent. One yeah. person could say you could talk about, you know, your date with somebody. The other person you could talk about money and finances. So kind of you could describe that as well. Okay. Yeah. So for so my parents, they divorced when I was six. So even though it's not like I never like didn't know my dad, mm-hmm. you know, we were really raised by our mom. Mm-hmm. And so there's a certain closeness that comes with that and a certain level of like butting heads that comes with that as well. But like, not only do I love her immensely, but like I also really respect her. And especially, you know, as you go through adulthood and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, she was my age with (laughs) two kids at the time. Mm -hmm. Like how, you know? So it's like, there's definitely a respect there. And then just seeing her grow and grow through so much. It's like, I can't even, (laughs) <laughs> I can't, like, I just, I'm so proud of her, you know? Yeah. And then with my dad, also definitely a level of, like, butting heads just because of our experience together. Mm-hmm. But now seeing him, he's so spiritual. And mm. the exact type of spiritual that, like, I feel like I am, where it's not judgmental, mm-hmm. it's not preachy, it's just living through what he knows he's supposed to do and still not being perfect. Mm-hmm. But just having that love that supersedes your state at that time, you know, right. like, yep. and I really admire that. And then just to see my parents grow, like, I didn't know them on an intimate level when I was a child, but I know that they've grown. <laughs> and it's like, I love to see that people can just like have all these different chapters of their life. And, you know, yeah, so, yeah. So who do you feel like you kind of take away from, like as a, as a, um, as a person, who do you think you've kind of like learned more from? Okay. So how I learn Mm -hmm. is through, okay, how do I say this? Through seeing how people navigate certain situations and picking and choosing what I like and what I don't like about what Uh, they've done. So I'm not really the person who's going to ask for straight up advice Mm -hmm. because I don't really like to be like preached to, I guess, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I've learned from them both. um, Through their mistakes. Through their mistakes and through the things that they've done right. So Mm -hmm. like my dad's remarried. Yep. And, you know, seeing seeing certain things about like how he communicates with her, with, you know, my stepmom yep. and seeing how like he's learned to compromise with certain things and seeing how they go out and serve together. It's like, hold, hold, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is your, um, is your father black? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And you're a black man. Why would you say it like that? Oh, you got to get some, some of your, so, your guy peers. So. <laughs> But he serves? Yeah. Where? At his church. In New York? Yeah. You said surf? Serve. Serve. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Deaf in one ear. Long story. So that's why I was... that back and Yeah, yeah. Okay. So now everything (laughs) makes more sense. Serve. Yes. (laughs) Like black men serve. (laughs) Black men treat their wives correctly. I was like, damn. That that doesn't sound right now. That's so funny. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Serves. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I've learned a lot of secondhand things from both of them. Okay. And like I said, it's basically based on their growth and their mm-hmm. willingness to change and their willingness to, like, 
look at things that maybe didn't work in the past and fix it. So what, so as far as, you know, parental love and your, you know, your, uh, parent splitting, what is one thing that you learned about love? Like how to love yourself or love somebody else? Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing, and it's something that like I prayed on a lot last year, 2018. Mm -hmm. Like I spent a lot of time being like, God, I need you to work on this area with me. And it's commitment. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, when they think of commitment issues, they think, oh, you're, you don't know, be loyal. You're cheating. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's not me. So, but there's also a level of being really impulsive, having one foot out the door because you get scared or because mm -hmm. you, you know, don't know if you have what it takes to make something last. Mm -hmm. And I think that anyone who maybe has experienced their parents divorcing, even if, especially if you don't have all the information on why it happened, it might be a little fearful. Yes. Like, dang, it's like, why didn't it work? Like, did you ever, did they ever tell you? No, I've been trying to piece things together my whole life. <laughs> They're super secretive people. It's kind of annoying. But like, and like, I respect that. Like, At what you age know, do you think it's okay to be like, yo, so what happened? Um, I think anytime's okay, but it's mm -hmm. whether the person wants to share or not. Okay. And like, it is their life. So it's not really necessarily my business. Okay. You know? But like, I don't know. I think, but that's the type of thing that, that's how I learn. So yeah. it would be helpful to me, but... I feel like I've learned enough just from my walk with Christ and like mm -hmm. just really praying and fasting over certain things that he's like revealed to me all that I need to know to be committed and to be have that staying power for when I'm married. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I forgot the original question. <laughs> that is all. Uh, <laughs> um, so we talked and touched about, about a lot about, you know, your faith and what you believe in. Um, the other part of this kind of um podcast is the life part so in life it's not just the correlation between how you live your life it's also what you believe in so um what is your kind of like how did you become a, where you're at as far as your faith and also what is your faith and the i guess the the big question i ask is what is your what is your definition of the meaning of life okay well i'm christian okay um i mean i grew up in a baptist church mm -hmm. and secondly my church now is Southern Baptist, which I thought it was not a nomination. Okay. I go to Elevation. It's Southern Baptist. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. Really? But um, um Pastor Ferg? Furtick. Furtick? Mm -hmm. He's from uh I think uh the same place as Charlemagne the God, I believe. Yeah. Right? Huh? I think what something maybe? No, it's uh no, why, why am I drawing a blank? It's South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina is Merck's Merck's County something. Something like Merck's County, Muck's, Muck's, Muck's County, Corner, Muck's, Muck's Corner, Corner. Muck's 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 Corner. Corner. We got it. Yes. We all got it. <laughs> all of our degrees combined makes one answer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like Captain Planet. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I'm Christian. Mm -hmm. And what do I think about life? Well, first, like, how did you come into that? Um, okay, that so, I mean, definitely my parents were both mm -hmm. Christian. You know, I was born into a family, a Christian family. Yeah. But, so I guess this is not normal for everyone. I feel like I've been praying my whole life. Not like the, dear Lord, we come to you. And, like, not like that. But, like, like God, I need you. Like, I was six years old sitting on my bed, like, God, my teacher. And, I, like, I just talked to him. And I feel like I've always talked to him. So, like, it's kind of hard when people are like, when did you get saved? Because I'm like, 
I feel like I've been just walking this mm-hmm. out my whole life. Like yeah. I feel like I haven't been super saintly yeah. my whole life, but I've shed things over time just based on me knowing like, okay, this is time or God, like I know I like when I used to drink, mm-hmm. like I, I drink wine still, but like when I used to really drink, I would be out <laughs> and I like, and I knew I was like not supposed to be getting drunk, okay. but I wasn't ready to give it up. And mm-hmm. I still never felt like, I never justified it, but I was also never like, God doesn't love me. Like, I don't know. I've just always been walking it out. And when I moved, so after I graduated from college, I moved to LA. I worked in the music industry. Wow. And then, yeah. I did not know that. What? Interscope. Interscope records. records. Did you have a gun on you at all times? Hmm? I missed that part. Did you have a gun on you at all times? (laughs) No. Okay. I was I don't know. I'm scared for you. No, <laughs> you don't why? Come around over there. <laughs> did you get to meet meet Eminem? I did. It's the one person I didn't get to meet. Really? Hmm. You don't. Can I like take out my phone to show Drew some stuff? We'll do it later. But we can you please discuss that interscope? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this might be some photos or something. Yeah. Show me. Um, but I will talk about it. Okay. Sorry. Is this messing up the camera? No. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like I worked at Interscope. I was in publicity. Get so get a tight shot. Get a tight shot off her phone. Interscope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me move past my baby shit picture. <laughs> One second. Ooh, ooh. As, as we're talking about the Lord. <laughs> this is how the conversation veered off. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So I graduated from college. I moved to... Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. I was actually working on a television show for three months. Really? And then, were you in the television show or were you doing producing? Exactly so producing? I was, um, I had an associate producer credit, Okay. but I was basically like a showrunner slash yep. um, assistant to the host. Yep. So I would help her with her wardrobe, with interviews, well, research for the interviews. Mm-hmm. So it was an a show that was the number one music show in South Africa, but they came to the States okay. and they would interview A-list celebrities. Yeah. So like everyone from like at the time, Snoop, Carrie Hilson, yeah. um, 50, Bruno Mars, okay. like Trey songs. And, yep. you know, we would go wherever they were. If they were at Jimmy Kimmel, we would go to Jimmy Kimmel. If mm-hmm. they were, if we had to meet them at a restaurant, we'd go to a restaurant. And so it was like, it was a lot. And that yeah. was, for, it was just supposed to be a three-month gig. And then when that ended, I got in at Interscope. They had, like, a small opening. And so I ended up working in the publicity department. Nice. And then, luckily, my boss was super hands-on, and he allowed me to do a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I will escort artists down the red carpet and, you know, do tour press and get them in magazines and et cetera. So mm-hmm. it was really fast-paced. It was amazing. It was everything that I worked towards for, you know, since college. So it was great, but it's, it, I don't know. It was a, such a hard decision to leave it all behind. I wanted to come back to Charlotte. I really felt like the need for a spiritual grounding. Like there was just a lot. Was and you so, not, was you not like, I guess, close to your faith when you was in that I was, world? but I kept feeling like I needed church. And so if you're in LA, like I'm sure there's a ton of amazing churches that you could go mm-hmm. to. For me, I feel like probably Spanish. Hmm? Probably Spanish. What do you mean? They're probably Spanish churches. Oh, oh my god! 
I'm not gonna comment. You don't need to comment. Okay. I just said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, I know I would say a lot of things, um, not around my close friends, but like just around random acquaintances. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, God, blah blah blah, and they'd be like, Just say higher uh, power. Okay. And I don't know. I just started feeling Got like you. I don't feel like I was drifting. I just felt like I wasn't able to fellowship like I maybe really Got wanted you. to. Yes. And I felt in moving back to Charlotte that mm-hmm. like I knew one thing that I really needed to do was to find a church home. And uh, soup. Oh, you can scroll. It's okay. Okay, 50. Nice. Jason is very close to me right now. Put the phone up more. Lloyd Banks. Don't know who that is. I will brag so my book? so my likes per pictures can go up. <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all. Was that your book? Mm-hmm. No, um, no, it was um, Yale and Lloyd. Pharrell. Okay. The game, one of the under most underrated rappers of all time. Yeah, he was great. We played fiasco. That was in college, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, that was when he came. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they brought out then too. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> you had your bra out then. Okay, well, you can't say that without doing the disclaimer, guys. Disclaimer, she's can trying. I can I say my disclaimer? This jumpsuit that I've been waiting to wear this whole time is freaking small. <laughs> so Jason keeps having to tell me like, okay, it's showing, it's showing. That's what the All joke right. was. Yeah. I will sue Drew if I end up <laughs> on the internet <laughs> looking crazy. Only, I'll put you on your OnlyFans. <laughs> that my likes for pictures. There we go. I got you. I got you. We work it out. What? OnlyFans is where the money at. Yeah, yeah. You know what OnlyFans is? No. Okay, now I don't know what that is. What is that? Yeah, she wants to know. I don't want to know. Okay. Okay. I might have to send this interview to my mom, and then she knows me talking about what. But see, I'm talking about it. I'm just describing it to you. It's fine. No, what? But but OnlyFans is basically it's a site kind of like um, where people they subscribe to people's like photos, videos, and stuff like that. So it's kind of connected to Twitter. So you connect, you create a profile, and then people can buy in to like see extended videos and stuff like that. Sometimes it's used for porn stars. Sometimes it's used for actresses it's and actors Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, and they, they, yeah, they oh. want to do stuff like that, and you can buy in to see those videos. That's what it is. Oh my gosh. Do they at least get paid? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Like paid a bread. I was like, are they just doing it for free? No, 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 no. It's I think it's like some some charge like seventy dollars. Is uh, this part of the dark web? No. It's nah, very, very light on it. <laughs> it's like as as light as it is as porn would be. It's like pretty much you buy like same thing, same difference. But yeah. this is like I fa- I feel like this is more entrepreneurial because <laughs> Because I can't you, even you own it. you own your own content, you own your own like rights to whatever you're doing, and you you can produce and create whatever you want. How do you know that? Hmm? <laughs> right. I look into it a lot. <laughs> he has an account. <laughs> so, like I was saying about Christ. Yes. So, <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> so, I came back, um, mm-hmm. and like literally. So, what, what made you actually come back? Is just because you was missing the city, or what? Um, not necessarily because I was missing the city, even though I always knew at some point that I would come back here. Mm-hmm. Like I always knew that. And I mean, it took a, like a year of praying on it and thinking about it because mm-hmm. people were like, why are you going back to the boondocks? <laughs> and like, 
it was a great job mm -hmm. to be leaving. It, it was a lot, but I just felt compelled to come back. And so, yeah, and so I moved back and the Charlotte journey has been very interesting, but from the faith side, you know, I definitely went to a few churches, was really trying to find a church home. Someone invited me to Elevation. Mm -hmm. From the minute I got there, I used to have a thing against big churches and I didn't mm -hmm. even realize that he was on the screen. Like, I was just mm -hmm. like, this is where God is. Like, he's he found me. <laughs> and like, I've been there for five years and okay. I love it. And, you know, teach their own about, you know, yep. how, where they choose to worship because I think, you know, different people are going to be reached in different ways. But like, that's personally what I love. Um, I've always had my own personal relationship with God, as I said. So mm -hmm. I feel like God has told me certain things, you know, throughout the years. So like, literally, the only reason why I stopped drinking was because I felt like he was moving mm -hmm. me to stop. I did not want to. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I, when I came back to Charlotte, I was in every bar. I would walk in and someone would be like, oh, you, you want the buttery nipple? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, you never heard of buttery nipple? Uh, it was like, like caramel. It tastes like butterscotch, and, kind of like. Yeah. Right? Like, everywhere I went, they knew which drink I wanted. It was different for every bar. What, like, was, your, what was your, like, rock bottom, like, the worst night? You were like, okay, I got to stop this shit. I didn't think I had, I didn't say I had, I never said in my life I need to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you about my worst <laughs> night. I had two worst nights, but okay. I'll tell you about one. I was at Interscope. I was supposed to be booking travel for, mm -hmm. like, an A-list artist to, like, go to New York and do you press. You can't say his name or her name? Okay. Um, I mean, I probably could, but I'm just not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I gave my disclaimer. So I'm yeah, not yeah. Like, looking for anything. Now y'all know. <laughs> okay, so, um, so <laughs> I was at Interscope, and I was booking travel. And mm -hmm. then um, one of my friends was like, oh, yeah. Like, I was supposed to be meeting her for happy hour. And so it was across the street. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing. Like, I finished it. I finished the job, but I had to come back to just make sure everything got confirmed. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, it's going to take like two hours. I'll come and meet you. I went over there. I drank um, this some blue drink, like not a Cosmo, but like some drink. Blue and then motorcycle? cocktail. Blue, what? Blue motorcycle? No. In LA, it was called Adios MFR. You know why? Why? Oh, stop it! <laughs> Drew, you done talked about black men, and now you're talking about Spanish people. Anyway, so then I had <laughs> um, two glasses of wine, and then I had some other drink. And, like, I was a drinker back then, but mm -hmm. it was just too much of a mix, I yes. guess. So I came back. Um, I went upstairs. Was like I was like, I know security's watching me because no one else was there. And I'm, like, banging against the wall trying to get to my desk. And then I was like, okay, I cannot drive. <laughs> and so I, um, I saw that my travel was good. So then I called a cab and I was like, yeah, you can come and get me and whatever. And like I somehow gave them the address and they were like, okay. So I went outside. There was a bench outside at the time. I don't know if it's still there. There was a bench outside. And so I told the security guard, I was like, um, I was like, Oh, yeah, um, let's take a cab. And, like, I was just, like, so drunk. And he was just, like, okay. And so I go outside. I sit on the bench. And I'm, like, waiting. And so then I was, like, oh, goodness. So I'm, like, this. I get up. Oh, well, audio. Yes, audio. I'm, I'm leaning my head against my hands. And then I, like, I wake up. I'm, like, okay, where the hell is he? So I'm, like, all right, whatever. Lean my head against my head. I'm, like, oh, this is ridiculous. So I call 
And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I ordered a cab to blah, 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 blah. Like, where are you guys? He came 45 minutes ago and you weren't there. And I'm like, I've been sitting here for like five minutes. I looked at my, I fell asleep on the bench for like 45 <laughs> minutes. And so then I had to walk past that damn security guard and I'm like, I'm just going to drive. <laughs> I was so pissed. And I'm like, no, the, all security guards probably laughing at me because they saw mm-hmm. me banging against the wall. Yep. And then I got like worse stories than that, but I did not like the idea of falling asleep outside of my workplace. Yeah, that's not a good look. So let's bring that back to faith. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you gotta, so I don't drink anymore. <laughs> so you don't drink no more because not because of that situation Mm-mm. or those situations, more because of faith space. What and your faith, I guess, Christianity, what kind of like distorts to steer Everyone's going to think I'm a heathen. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what kind of steers you away from? From drinking faith like is it something in like the text or oh well anything? yeah the bible does say you're not supposed to be a drunkard so oh, okay, um okay. it definitely says that even before i was really in my bible i do feel like there was always certain things that i was convicted about mm-hmm. meaning not necessarily convicted about meaning like i would never do that just convicted about like i know what the this truth is, is. Yeah. and mm-hmm. like like that's why i always say I know a lot of people look at Christians sometimes and they're like, they can be so hypocritical. And I feel like the reason for that is trying to distort the text to fit your lifestyle. And so that's one thing I try not to do. I'm not perfect. Like when I'm driving, my mouth is trash. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but I know I shouldn't have that spirit of anger. I know I need to clean up my language. Mm -hmm. At the time I knew I shouldn't be drinking. Shouldn't be maybe partying. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's certain things that you, that if you're really trying to, align yourself with the word more that mm-hmm. you shouldn't necessarily be engaged in um but at least for me if nothing else i'm like okay i'm not going to justify any bad actions even if i know i'm literally not ready to stop gotcha um when the drinking thing came up i literally just felt like god was like you know you need to stop drinking period and it, i didn't really have a reason for it other than i felt like he was telling me to it was very very hard and like i didn't even have like an alcohol problem or anything it yeah. was just i liked it you know, it was mm-hmm. fun. So it was hard. But like once I stopped, I was like, I need to like be committed to this because I know this was a word that I was given and like I was supposed to be doing it anyway. But now I'm just really going to obey and be obedient. And I feel like that theme of obedience has gotten me really far because there's a lot of stuff that I've shed. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that if God, if I feel like God is telling me to do something or leading me in a certain direction, I follow a lot quicker now. Yes. You know, so. So I'm not going to go into the deeper question of like, what is the meaning of life? But more in detail about, um, I guess, your life as a poet, mm-hmm. right? How, like, how did you get started in poetry? What is like, what do you get out of it? What is the feeling that you get out of it? And what made you start this group called Poiceless? Yeah. So I've been writing Ever since I was young, mm-hmm. like I know that that's the gift I was given, and I like to do a lot of different artsy stuff. But okay. I feel like if I have a gift, it's writing. Do you call yourself a creative? Like, are you creative? I feel like I am a creative, but mm-hmm. I feel like I don't like excel at dance. Like, I don't excel at singing. Mm-hmm. I like doing those things. I feel like I can hold a note and have rhythm, but I don't feel like those are my natural gifts. Yes, you know, I feel like. Writing is the thing that, like, God gave me to, like, have come with ease and to touch people on another level. 
And so ever since I was young, I used to write short stories. I used to write poetry. And I remember always saying, I'm never going to be a writer. That's boring. <laughs> like, I, I always said that. And then as I got older and realized how much I could do with it and the fact mm. that, you know, I did love music, so I could do music writing. And, you know, I loved poetry, so I can write poems. And if I felt comfortable enough performing them, I could do that. Like, I just kind of let it take me where it wanted to go. Um, the reason why I started The Poets List, mm -hmm. so it's a brand, which at the core, it's a website, thepoetslist.com, which features news from around the poetry world, interviews, and spoken word videos. And, you know, on Instagram, it's more curated content. It's like a collage of different people's work. And then you know, I want to branch out to TV and all this other stuff as well. What's the, what's the Instagram? Um, at the Poets List. Okay. But the reason why I started it is because I had a video that was traveling like the film, the short film festival circuit. And I was trying to use like my publicity background to get it out there. And in looking for poetry related sites, I found that there weren't that many. Gotcha. There were a lot of poets who had their own blogs that if they liked you, maybe they'd give you a shout out. Mm -hmm. But in terms of just a news outlet, there weren't there weren't a ton. Gotcha. You know, like the New York Times will have its own section for arts and you might see poets in there and vice versa with all the other publications. You know, publications. Mm -hmm. But so I was like, OK, I want to start something. Um, a big staple of the poets list is the fact that there is actually a list that's I kind of modeled after like Wikipedia a little bit. Okay. So like. You know, if your favorite poet is Alicia Harris, who is like pretty popular, you can click her name, read her bio, mm -hmm. get some of her links, mm. get some of her videos, a couple of images. It's like a database. Yeah. A poet's database. Yeah. So gotcha. that's one, you know, piece of the site. And I just wanted it to be a one-stop shop for anyone who loves poetry because there's a ton of people who are obsessed with poetry, like to another level. Oh, yeah. You know? And so... That's why I started it. And, you know, I just really want to foster a community where people feel comfortable to share their poetry, whether they're just starting, whether they're renowned and, mm -hmm. you know, this is like their gift. I want people to have that outlet. And I want I want contemporary poets to be at the forefront of pop culture because gotcha. they used to be popular. You know, yes. it used to be like you knew Nikki Giovanni, you know, you knew, of course, Maya Angelou and, you know, a few others like they were the voices that you looked to not only for entertainment but to hear their thoughts on political situations yep. and social justice situations yep. and now i feel like we look to reality tv, st yes. TV stars mm -hmm. and you know i i just think that that's fine but there needs to be a balance and if poets can become popular again mm -hmm. then even if you as drew are sitting there and you're like, I hate poetry, but <laughs> guess what? I can name you five contemporary poets yep. off the top of you. Then I feel like, okay, good. That's, that's Progress, where you know? got you. Because yeah. uh, poets used to be like the pop stars back in like the exactly. 1800s. Uh, 1800s used to be the people like everybody crowded around in mm -hmm. Times Squ Square. And used to be like, okay, uh, my man, uh, what you call it, about to hit you with like six bars. And then he hits you with six bars. Then he, you know, he pieces out and then he comes back next week and does the same thing. It's mentally stimulating. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an outlet. It makes different issues relatable. Like yep. you're talking about a heartbreak. There's exactly. someone who can relate. It makes it malleable to you. too. It's, it's yes. something that people can digest mm -hmm. very easily. So as far as like, so poetry in that aspect, just a pure poet in comparison to an actual like rapper or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
do you feel like there's a different contrast between the two or like what where do you feel like it transitions because you know tupac has been called one of the Mm -hmm. you know forefathers of bringing poetry into you know the hip-hop space Mm -hmm. as well as you know like I like, say Lauren Hill and Tupac. Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what what do you what do you feel about? I mean, that? I absolutely feel that many rappers, not all, especially if you're talking about like some some current day, mm-hmm. but I do feel like <laughs> lyricists, yes, can be considered poets for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that just because you're a poet, you're a rapper. Yes, because I feel like that has its own level of intricacies. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. but like I definitely feel like if you're a lyricist, you put pen to paper and you form thoughts that are cohesive and I like to say they're raw truths finessed. Gotcha. So it can be a simple thought, it can be a really deep thought, but the way you deliver it takes it to another level. You know? And I think that's what makes like a great poet. Gotcha. Okay. So as far as your poetry kind of journey, um, what are what is a poem or something that you've written that kind of like stood out to you or was really like something from the heart? Um, and how did it come about? So I wrote a poem called God's Nature. Okay. When, now I don't remember if I was in, I think I was in high school. And it was actually based on like a character in a story that I was writing. And I just felt like I had a poem coming from that journey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's called God's Nature, and it's just basically about, like, someone who feels alone, like, going through hardship, and then it's, like, this whole journey, like, the second half of the poem is where God is talking to that person, mm. and it's one of my favorite poems, and it's a little bit longer, but it's, like, one of my favorites. And have you kind of got it to memory, or, like, what is, like... The I had it to memory. Okay. I don't know if I still have it to memory. I will let you spit it right now. I have it written down, so at the end, if you want me to. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so um, the, the whole life thing is kind of heavy, so we're going to do shots fired. Okay. This is where Jason's supposed to put shots fired, so whatever he's going to he's gonna put something. Uh, <laughs> um, shout out to Greyhouse Studios. Once again, <laughs> producer with the camera. Um, actually, a couple questions are going to be, the first couple is going to be like softball pitches, real like, Easy, simple, and then a little bit more in depth at the end. Okay. Okay? They're fine to fucking file. Oh. There we go. Okay. Shots fired. Um, Favorite color? Babe, no, royal blue. Good color. Favorite sport? (laughs) Football to watch. Okay. Chicken or beef? Chicken. Favorite type of music? I like a lot of things. Okay, now gospel. Gospel, okay. Now. Favorite artist? It doesn't have to be music. It can be like a poet. It could be an artist. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. There we go. Um, first award you ever got or that you can remember? Oh, goodness. Oh, probably like something when I was running track. Okay. What, what was your race? Um, my, my best race was the 800. Yeah, I don't remember my you're, time though. But you were like, running armory? Yeah. That used to be my spot. Wait, so you used to run track? You run track. I used to run for Smith. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, so high. what high school did you go to? Um, East New York, Transit Tech. Oh my gosh. So someone from my team dated someone from your team. Really? Mm-hmm. What, 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 we'll talk. We'll okay. talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk. 
What high school did you go to? LaGuardia. Ah. You know who? <laughs> you know who? I probably do. <laughs> we used to run through some LaGuardia girls. But, what? Um, Excuse me? No, you I didn't. Mean, Y'all I mean, went through one. <coughs> okay, so you didn't go through one. <coughs> oh, my God. Let's just continue. We got first award. One place, one place you want to visit. Oh, God. I'm stressed. <laughs> um, that you haven't as of yet. I mean, I do want to go to South Africa. Okay. Any place in particular? So I know. <laughs> My friend gets really mad at me. The one, the host from the television show I was talking yeah. about. She's like, Africa is huge. And and everyone just acts like, so I don't know anything <laughs> about South Africa aside from our part. <laughs> and I'm, prob- and I'm problematic. Can we continue? <laughs> All right. Oh my uh, God, I feel so bad. <laughs> you edit that out. <laughs> Place, we edit nothing. Place you would go in the apocalypse. Please see South Africa. Just like, no. no. go ahead. Just like the other lady said, Jesus need to come scoop me up. Oh, yeah. That's it? Yep. Okay. Um, would you survive? Would you eat a baby or eat Mm-mm. brains? Brains. Brains? What's your celebrity crush? Okay. Can I tell you what I really feel? Because every time, now, anytime I do an interview, I shout someone out and then they end up in the Me Too scandal. So. Who, I'm dead serious. Who was the, who was the first two? A first one, because because apparently maybe you have the death like <laughs> we got no if you whoever you say we got to look at in the media. Damn it. Okay, let me think of someone who hasn't been like. No, who was before? No, they weren't my crush. It was just like people who I was shouting out like mm-hmm. this person is excellent. Who? And, well, I had just shouted out Russell. Good, but we knew. Come on, come on. I didn't know. Come on, come on. I didn't know. Come on now. Come on. Um, God. Oh, yes, I know. I know. I know. And he follows me on Instagram now. Oh, oh. He's my favorite football player. Okay. Lavernius Coles. Oh, okay. Yep. And then now he follows me on Instagram. I see you out here. You shoot your shot? No. Okay. Um, (laughs) If you had a talk show, who would you want to play? Who would be your first guest? If you had a talk show, who would be your first guest? Live or dead? Okay, having passed Michael Jackson. Mm. What would be the quest- first question you ask him? Is it the boys? Okay. Don't even go there. <laughs> um, would that be the second question? No, it wouldn't be a question. <laughs> Third question. I would ask him, what was his biggest fear? Mm. Like, what held him back? the most as an artist like in his in his actual career like internally i guess that'd be deep because he did so many different things mm-hmm. it'd be interesting yeah i like to know what hurdles people overcome and it, again that's, that's how learn, i learn that's your learning yeah. style. i've been listening yeah. uh <laughs> who would you want to play you in a movie okay so people say don't laugh because <laughs> if you don't agree then don't say but like when i'm walking around people are like you look like Jada Pinkett. And I'm like, but then when I tell people that, they're like, no, you don't. But I swear, I've gotten this like seven times. So Jada when Pinkett I, Smith? Yeah. Who else do you know as Jada Pinkett? Anyway, so when I get older. I can, I can see that. So like, basically like, in a couple of years, okay. then I feel like she can portray me. Okay. Awesome. Um, 
I don't want any comments on this interview. Like, shall <laughs> damn Jada Pinkett? Because that's gonna really piss me off. This gonna be in the subreddit. Um, on what? <laughs> what in the subreddit? You know what Reddit is? Yes. Okay. One superpower you would want to have. Trust me, we don't have to that big enough fan base yet that you're gonna get that many comments. So I'm not gonna get no comments. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all these girls are ch- chasing now clout. But um, <laughs> one superpower you want to um, uh, have. Um. Okay, I just gonna take the other girl's answer and say fly but fly. i'll probably come back to it okay we'll come back to it very soon oh. um what is your death row meal lasagna was just lasagna mm-hmm. okay anybody anybody in particular like your mom's like like what type mama of- ricotta's okay which is right down there is south, it south king i never had it before oh it's like one of the best it's rated like one of the top italian restaurants and it's not you know super expensive like you would imagine mm-hmm. it's amazing Okay. Um, what would you want to obtain if you could not be told no? Oh, that's a good question. I got a bunch of them. <laughs> okay. Certainty. Absolute certainty. Talk knowing. More. Talk more. Knowing. Like. That the things that I want, I'm absolutely going to get. Don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, like how great would it be if you got married, right? And you knew, oh, it would never end. Like, oh, yeah, no, y'all going to make it through whatever. Like, oh, don't worry. If you go, if you have that argument, that's fine. Oh, or if you start a business okay. and you're like, oh, my gosh, what if it folds in the five, first five years? And you're like certain that, oh, no, like this is going to be a billion dollar business. And gotcha. like certainty. But my pastor says certainty is the opposite of faith. So I guess. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. I would like if I was if I was struggling right now, I would definitely say money, but I'm okay right now. Okay, cool. Let me hold a couple. Um. <laughs> okay, I think that's the end. Uh, oh, who one person you would take on a beach vacation? Boyfriend or mom? Okay. Um, where do you, in 10 years, right? We're back on this podcast. What would you be saying to me if you had the chance? What, what would be the things that you've accomplished? What would be the things that, who you are at that moment in 10 years? I would say that the poets list would have taken off Mm -hmm. and I would have a handful of employees, Mm -hmm. you know, that we are a nationally recognized brand Mm -hmm. to where, you know, you go anywhere and people are like, oh, yeah, I've heard the polos list, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, I would probably, like, have a little family. Aww. You know, be based in Charlotte, but traveling. Okay. And just have the confidence and experience under my belt to be able to give lasting advice to anyone who's coming behind me. Gotcha. That's dope. Like, I'm in the throes of everything right now, and I'm excited, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm growing through it right now. Ten years, I want to have be like, this is what I did. This, this is what you can it. do, you know? That's beautiful. Um, so that's Shots Fired, um, and it's a little lighter after, you know, the life thing is a little heavier. So laughter is the last piece. So 
I just want you to come up thinking the recess of your mind, something, maybe a funny poem or something funny that you've heard or somebody walking down the stairs farting. Like what is like something that made you like double over in laughter or something that is funny to you or makes you laugh? God, I feel like I laugh at everything. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I don't know. What do people usually say? Um, so usually there's a there's like a dichotomy there. So there's like family, you know. For instance, our um, the Megan who just came in. Yeah. Um, she said her her niece makes her laugh, and she's a disabled um young woman, and she makes her laugh because she's she has very like candid responses like some people say you know people like tripping down the stairs some people say you know like they were at a, a, a festivity or something like that with their family and somebody said something inappropriate or there's a family member that's in their family that's always like cutting cutting jokes or talking about somebody so that's kind of like the comments yeah so is anybody maybe like you're talking to does have to be anything like too super like does your mom make you laugh? Does your, you know, your sister? Does, yeah. you know, there's something like you was in church one time and um, the pastor was like slipped and fell and he was like, ah. Oh my God. <laughs> Clearly you see like, what makes you laugh. What happened to faith? <laughs> you, have, you have faith that they were going to catch you. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that's horrible. Gosh, I feel like I'm going to think of something so great when I walk out of here. But all I can say for now mm-hmm. that comes to mind is that I am so behind, and I just started watching The Office. I know. And I will sit there and, like, Die roll laughing. over laughing. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite character so far? Oh, for sure, Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, there was one time. So when I first started watching it, I got through the end of the first season, and I was, like, raving about it to everyone. They're like, we already know. We've seen all this. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, Wait, before I say anything else, and I Googled Steve Carell, checked if he was involved in any scandals, and he wasn't. <laughs> so I feel confident in being like Steve Carell. I also like... That's um, far in between for people, though. That's hmm? far in between for people. A lot of people have been caught up in this. And we'll, we'll talk so about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Carell, I love... Well, her real name is Mindy, I think. Mindy Kaline. What's her name on the show? Uh, Something. Okay. I don't know. She's my uh, Indian princess. Like, they're literally all amazing, though. Mm-hmm. I love Stanley. Oh, Stanley. I found baby pictures of myself where I make his faces. And that really pissed me <laughs> off, too, because I'm like, why did I look so stank? Like, I'll be like, I'll show you after. And that's what Stanley does. I like, I, like, I literally love all of them. This, I like Dwight. At Dwight. First, I thought you got to love weird. Dwight because he's like, he's true. Like, he's truthful personified it's like he is who he is and he's not curtailing for anybody and he's not like changing it except for what's her name um uh, blonde hair girl yeah blonde hair girl he was into <laughs> that no name i mean but so i like literally just had a conversation with my friend and i was like whenever i have a child if they come out looking at me crazy and that's how i feel dwight looks if they come out looking crazy i'm giving it away yep. and i feel like dwight has that <laughs> Dwight has that crazy eye look that I don't need to see from any child <laughs> popping out of me. So that's why I didn't really like him at first. Gotcha. And then I was like, I like Dwight. So 
You're going to give your child away. Okay. We got that on record. They could come back with a six-day face. Like, <laughs> looking at me. Three, five years ago, I'd be like, I think I got it together, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it together. Now, will you love me? <laughs> okay. Thank you very much uh, again for joining um, the Drew vs. Wild podcast. There's a lot other stuff we, so I hope you could come back and be part of the conversation in that, in that episode. Um this better not be your most controversial interview. Oh, no. Okay, the, good. The one I did bef- before her um, last week was going to be a lot worse. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a lot about eating ass and stuff. It was oh. like, it's a whole... But oh. <laughs> that's going to be an interesting one. Um, let's do it. It's fun. Shout out to the Ballheaded Brothers uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, I did their podcast also, so if you get a chance, go out and listen to them. But... Um, for the end of the podcast, tell them, tell them you know, how to contact you, mm-hmm. um, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, um, how to get the clout. Continue. Where to slide into DMs. Oh. Oh, she, she's in a relationship, but still, you can still slide into DMs. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Alexenia Davis. Safe. My brand is The Poet List. Looking at the camera. Oh, I can't do that? <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. www.thepoetslist.com. <laughs> okay. And you can follow on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. It's all The Poets List. My personal Instagram is just Lexi, J-U-S-T-L-E-X-Z-I-E. And yeah, hit me up. Hit her up. And thank you again for listening to Drew vs. World Podcast. You can catch all the Instagram and all the upcoming um, episodes at Drew vs. World Podcast on Instagram. And also hit us up in the Gmail chat so we can um, get some listener letters. Drew versus the world um, at gmail.com. Also, you know, shirts are coming soon. I swear to God, shirts are coming soon. So when we get this site up and get everything up and running, we'll have merch for you guys to purchase. Um, and thank everybody for listening again for another episode of Drew versus the world. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>